Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning, everybody, and a happy week to you all. This is the course and player preview for the Farmers Insurance Open, and I'm recording this on Monday morning, so I apologize if you're catching this at any other time and the good morning may not apply to you. How about just apply it to whatever time of day you're listening to it, and I hope you are having a good day. What I do in this little short form course and a player preview is I go into the upcoming week's course. I give you some information on it that you can take and start to build a player profile that you want to roster. And then I go into a little bit about the field and some of my top salary guesses. I guess some DFS salaries. <clears throat> now, granted, when you listen to this, they might already be out. So you can go ahead and compare my notes to the actual results. So let's go ahead and dive right in. We are heading, as I said, to La Jolla, California, San Diego, to be, I guess, a little bit more exact, uh, to head into Torrey Pines Municipal Golf Course Park, Torrey Pines Municipal Park, I should say, owned by the city of San Diego, two of the most beautiful golf courses in the country, especially the land that they sit on. The South Course, which is the primary course here this week, three or four rounds will be played. Of course, one of the two opening rounds will be played on that North Course to accommodate the field size of 156 players this week. And of course, in case you don't already know, the South Course will be used for this year's United States Open held in June. Just one course there, so obviously the harder of the two courses. Let's go ahead and learn about the courses. Par 72s for both of them. 7,700 yards for the South, 7,300 yards for the North Course. Last year, South Course was one of the top seven hardest, while the North Course ranked somewhere in the mid-30s in terms of score to par. So obviously, North Course, much, much easier. In terms of the South Course, why it's hard? Well, you're only going to hit the fairway about 55% of the time. Wow, the lowest driving accuracy of any course on tour last year. But the greens and regulation still ended up right in the middle of the pack, 66% of the time, or roughly a little bit more, uh, that golfers hit it. 5,000 square feet on the green size, so quite small there. And the grass type, we've been playing Bermuda pretty much all the way throughout. Well, we're going to switch over to POA here in San Diego at Torrey Pines, so a little bit different there. The hardest hole, undoubtedly, is the uh, par 4 12th hole, 504 yards. Only accounted for 1.49% of the total DraftKings scoring last year. While the bookend par fives, 9 and 18, end up being the easiest. Something similar to what we saw at the Sony Open uh, with their bookend par fives. So the top DFS score last year, actually scored by John Rahm, scored 119, but did not win the event. Mark Leishman at 115.5 points did end up winning. So 
John Rahm, clearly uh, a former winner here. Plus, he ended up coming in, obviously, first in DraftKings scoring last year. So, loves this golf course. Speaking of other golfers, besides John Rahm in the field, he is one of three golfers that are ranked inside the top 10 coming in here to play this week. And he is joining 23 other golfers that are ranked inside the world's top 50 that are coming here. So half, basically half of the world's top 50 are coming here to play at Torrey Pines here this week. So pretty cool uh, stuff there. So let's go ahead and talk about now some of these sponsor invites. These are golfers that maybe you didn't know were in the field or had to look up that they are in the field. And sure enough, that's why you come here and listen to the course and player preview because I'm going to do that for you. So couple of the important golfers here this week, Nick Watney, or I shouldn't say important, a couple of the sponsor invites here this week from Farmers. Nick Watney is getting one, obviously a, for, uh, a traveling or seasoned veteran on the PGA Tour. So obviously his status did not get him into this event, needed a sponsor invite. He got it. Will Zalatoris, Willie Z, he's back playing golf here this week. He also needed a sponsor exemption to play in this. He's playing out of the top 125 non-member category. Similar to that of Will Gordon was last year until Will Gordon, of course, ended up getting enough points. And now he plays under a category that would be considered above Willie Z. So uh, for these big events where you see 25 of the top 50 in the world, 48 of the top 100 in the world, it will be a little harder for Willie Z to get into the field without just a, without getting one of these sponsor invites. So he's in here. Another one of these young, promising stars that do not have status on the PGA Tour yet. Justin Sue. We've seen him play some pretty good golf here in the last little bit, including his first top 10 on the PGA Tour. Uh, so look for him. Uh, plus, he went to Cal. So he's obviously familiar uh, with the landscape of California. I believe he's a California kid, too. So uh, look for him. Again, we saw him go through a nice little stretch there at Corrales. He came in 14th there, backed it up with his first ever top 10 on the PGA Tour, a T8 at the Shriners. Did miss the cut at Bermuda. That was a, a tough miscut for me specifically. He was one of the top price golfers in the field and ended up missing the cut. But then he bounced back uh, his last start coming a couple of weeks ago on that local IQ series where he kind of found his form uh, again. Before he went on that nice stretch on the PGA Tour, he had three straight top tens on that local IQ series tour. Well, he went back there and it was the local IQ series championship. And he was able to come in and again, top five. So it looks like his form... Again, it is not too far off. Granted, he's not playing against PGA Tour players, but still, top five on any pro golf event means you probably are in decent form at least. So, Justin Sue in the field here this week certainly excites me a little bit. A couple of more golfers to talk about as well that you might have heard of. Tyler Strafacci is one. He is the defending U.S. amateur championship uh, amateur champion. He won it out at Bandon Dunes. He is plays at Georgia Tech. Looks like he's going to be a senior here this year. But he's a star. Uh, the, this guy, no doubt about it. Obviously, you don't win the amateur championship without being a star. But uh, certainly has a lot to look forward to. He is still an amateur, but getting to play here this week at uh, Farmers. It will be, from what I can see, his first ever start on the PGA Tour. He is still, as far as I can see at least, uh, he is still an amateur. He has not turned pro. Yep, uh, that is correct. He's still He's ranked number 18th in the world as an amateur right now. So, again, something to look forward to for sure, um, but maybe a little bit too early. The guy from Davie, Florida, so not terribly far from me. 
uh, take a look at Ty Sterfacci this week. And the last two I want to talk about, Andy Ogletree is one. He's a guy that we saw very recently, a golfer that uh, came out of, actually, I think he came out of Georgia Tech as well, to be honest with you. Man, that team obviously had some good golfers there. Um, let's see. Yep, I am correct. He went to Georgia Tech. Sorry, I just looked that up as, as we clicked quickly went around that so we've seen ogletree twice in the last little bit we saw him play at the masters made the cut tied for 34th and then in his first pga tour event as a pro my Golba golf classic he made the cut came in 46 not a great week but scored pretty well so take a look at andy ogletree this week and the last one i want to talk about is possibly the best story this week if you haven't heard of this golfer I implore you and recommend you go read this story. I uh, started off my morning at around 7 o'clock looking up these golfers and started reading about uh, this gentleman, Kamimu Johnson, and uh, it definitely brought a little bit of a tear to my eye to start the day. That obviously gets the juices flowing, if you will. Uh, read a nice little tearjerker to start your day always helps, but Kamimu Johnson, a 27-year-old, will be making his PGA Tour debut. Uh he has been through a lot in his life uh, from Tallahassee, Florida, and uh, certainly has had his troubles um, with uh, uh, the way he never had met his father uh, growing up. He lived with five or six other kids in a very small apartment. It's just a, a really nice story. Uh, glad to hear farmers really giving back to their ambassadors, uh, as Mr. Johnson is one of them. So if you don't know the story, take a look this week, a good one, and we will all certainly be rooting for him to make the cut this week at the Farmers Insurance Open. So, okay, let's uh, go over. I've given you a little course and player preview there. Let's go into my top salary guesses for the week. Got Roy McIlroy in the field. He, he's back from Abu Dhabi, coming in second place, losing to Ty Hatton on Sunday. But I suspect he'll be 11300 I think they're going to put him below John Rahm only because Rahm is coming off that injury. Now, if DK doesn't look into that injury news, then I think John Rahm could be 11-4, Rory 11-3. The next guy we have is Xander Schauffele. He'll be at 11,000. Tony Finau coming off his fourth place finish will be 10,700. And then the two guys that missed the cut desk last week. I still think they're going to price him over 10K this week above Victor Hovland and Sung J.M. It's Brooks Kepka and Patrick Reed. I've got Reed coming in at 10-3 and Kepka coming in at 10,000. Reed was super popular last week at 10,200. So I suspect they'll keep him right around there. And I think Brooks Kepka wasn't popular at 10,800. They'll bump him down to the 10,000 range. So that's going to do it here for my course and player preview for the Farmers Insurance Open. Thank you guys all for joining. Of course, if you are new to me or to the uh, Awesome Old Family, thank you all for joining. Of course, make sure you like and subscribe so you uh, are made aware of when all of these videos come live. Of course, I have my top five series each and every week. That is uh, off and rolling. So until then, everybody, thank you for coming by and joining, and we will see you on the other side. Cheers.